The focus of the sixth parak is what a man and woman can or cannot go out with into a Rishus on Shabbos. Now the first two Mishnahs of the parak discuss what they can't go out with Midrabonon, but since Midrabonon is permitted, they will not be liable to bring a Korban Chatos if they do take it out into a public domain. The next two Mishnahs will discuss things which are forbidden Midrabonon to carry out, and therefore if one does so, they will need to bring a Korban Chatos if it was by mistake. Of course, if they do it on purpose, they would be Chayv Misa. They would be liable to the death penalty by the Beistin. Says the mission, A woman cannot go out with a needle, which does have a hole in it. In the first mission, we said if it doesn't have a hole in it, then she can't go out with it with Rabbonon, because it's considered jewellery and she might show it to her friends. But if it does have a hole in it, then it's designated for sewing and threading, and as such, it's not even considered jewellery, so Midoraisa it's forbidden to wear it. Nor can she go out with a ring, which has a signet, it has a stamp on it, because that is not considered jewellery anymore, rather it's used for stamping and sealing things, and so even if she wears it on her finger like she would wear a regular ring, it is still considered to be carrying something, and is therefore forbidden Midoraisa. Veloba Kulyar, she can't go out with a Kulyar, which is a sort of metal band which was similar to a crown and although this is a sort of jewellery because it's only worn by very distinguished and important women it cannot be carried on Shabbos because only common jewellery is considered like clothing and therefore an extension of oneself but jewellery which very few women wear is actually considered to be something which you are carrying. She cannot go out with a pouch or a mini bottle which contains spices which smell. Or with a mini jug of perfume. Because again, this is not considered jewellery, especially since most women do not go around carrying this around their neck. And because of that, Vim Yotso, if she went out with any of these things, then Chayavas Chatos, she is obligated to bring a Korban Chatos if it was by mistake, since they were all forbidden mid Divi Rabbi Meir, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, however, Vachachom Petrim, the Chachom exempt her from a Korban Chatos in the last two cases, Bakoveles of Edslechishel Padyotain, with a mini jug of spices or perfume. Since according to the Chachom, this is considered jewellery, it's to make her attractive, and although the Chachom agree that ideally she cannot go out with it, it's not because it's not jewellery, rather it's because she might show it to her friends and take it off, and end up carrying it herself with her hands for four Amas. But since it's only forbidden Midrabonon to wear it, so if she does wear it, she'll be exempt from a Korban Chatos, since she only violated something which was Midrabonon. Of course, if she does carry it with her hands for four Amas, then even the Chachon would agree that she is liable to a Korban Chatos. Mishadalit, a couple of Mishnahis ago, we mentioned a few items of clothing which are only really worn by soldiers going out to the army. And we said that Midrabonon it's forbidden to wear it, but it is certainly still considered to be clothing. It's only forbidden because it looks like you're going out to war. Now, other things which people in the army would carry, which are not considered to be clothing, so those would be forbidden with the to carry, because they are certainly not considered to be clothing or jewellery. And so the Mishnah says, ish, a man cannot go out with a sword, or with a bow, or with a shield, or with some sort of club which had a round end, a hard ball at the end of it. With a spear, if he does go out with any of these things, he is obligated to bring a carbon chatos, since it's just like carrying anything else. However, Abeliezer says, interestingly, this armor and weaponry is considered to be a adornment, a bit like jewelry for him. 
It gives him honor, it gives him a look of significance and importance. And because of that, in a situation where he is wearing them on him, for example, if the sword is in his belt, if he strings the bow over his shoulder, and he's not just carrying them all in his hands, so then according to Rebeliezer, he will be exempt from a carbon chatas. And the Gemara brings Pesukim to support this idea that weaponry is a sign of honor. Nevertheless, weaponry is only for disgrace. They are not considered adornments or a sign of glory. And the proof is that Yeshaya Hanovi prophesies about when Mashiach comes, and he describes how there will be the ultimate peace. And in that prophecy, he says, Shenema, as the Prophet says, and they will cut their swords into spades. They'll use their spears for the sake of cutting wool from a sheep and no nation will lift up a sword against another nation. They won't learn any more war anymore. There'll be total peace. But we see from this prophecy that they will destroy all of the weapons. Now, if they were a sign of glory, then why destroy the weapons? Have no war, but keep the weapons because it's a sign of glory. So you see from here that really it's a disgrace to have the weapons, and it's not considered an adornment or something which shows the significance of a person, and therefore it is forbidden to carry those in a public domain on Shabbos. The mission ends off by discussing two more items of clothing which women would wear, and the first one is biris, which is some sort of strap which would be worn to hold up the socks of women. And the Mishnah says that Tahira it always remains pure and it cannot become Tomei. And the reason for this is because an item which only serves another item, but not a person, such an item cannot become Tomei. Now these bands are considered something which serves the socks. It doesn't directly serve the person, and therefore it cannot become Tomei. And for Yetzim Shabbos, one can go out with it on Shabbos. It's considered an item of clothing, and she's not likely to take it off to show to her friends, because it is quite high up on her legs, and so she would not take it off in public. On the other hand, Kavolim, this is a chain which would connect the two straps which were on either one of her legs at the top of her socks, so they would sometimes have a chain which connected the two, and the purpose of the chain was to make sure that they would take smaller steps, and that was a sign of modesty for the girls to take smaller steps, and the Mishra tells us that Tomeo it can become Tomei, because the purpose of this thing was for the person herself, for her steps, so it was serving a person and therefore it can become Tomei. And the Ainos member Shabbos, you cannot go out with it on Shabbos, since it was often made out of gold, so she would be likely to show it to her friends, and therefore Midrabonon, she cannot go out with it on Shabbos. Mishnah, hey, now we go on to the things which a woman can take out on Shabbos, she can wear, and if you recall, at the beginning of the Perak, we learnt that a woman cannot go out into a Shusarabim with threads in her hair, in case she needs to go to the mikveh and take out the threads, and she might come to carry them, instead of pulling them back in her hair. And the Mishnah says that a woman can go out with strands of hair, so not string or threads, but actual hair, whether it's her own hair, which are no longer attached to her head, but she then braided them back into her hair, whether it's her friend's hair, even if it's an animal's hair, any time that she braided it into her hair, it's properly fixed into her hair, and it requires a lot of effort to take it out. So she's very unlikely to take it out in the Yerushosarabim, and also since it's hair, it's much thinner, and therefore it does not prevent the water of the mikveh going onto all of her own hair and her own head, so she won't need to take it off for the mikveh, and therefore there's no danger of her carrying it in Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. Uva Tefes, Uva Sanbutin. 
and with the headband which went on her forehead and the jewelry which hang down from this headband was manchained to Furin, if they are tied to her head covering then she can go out with it because in order to show her friends the jewelry or the headband she'd have to uncover her hair which she wouldn't do because certainly in those days even for non-married women it was considered immodest to uncover one's hair continues the Mishnah as we saw earlier on in the Perek Pakovel she's allowed to go out with the piece of cloth which was underneath this headband with a pale nochris and she'll be able to go out with a wig but these two things only lechotzer she can go out into the courtyard with although she can't go into a public domain in case she takes them off she might take off the cloth to show to her friends and she might take off the wig if she is also wearing another head covering so she might come to take off the wig however she is allowed to take it out into the courtyard since as we learned earlier on in the perek she should not not be able to wear anything because she should still be considered attractive for her husband and therefore we do allow her to wear certain things within the courtyard. Alright, now the Mishnah continues with the list of things which she can even take out into a public domain. For example, she can go out with something soft, for example, cotton wool in her ear, for example, if she's got a ear infection. And she can go out with cotton wool on her sandal, for example, if she's got a wound on her foot, so she might put some cotton wool in the shoe in order to protect her. And with cotton wool which she prepared for her bleeding, perhaps to prevent the blood from going onto her skin or her clothes. But pill pills, she can go out with pepper in her mouth. Or a block of salt in her mouth. And with anything which she puts inside her mouth, as long as she's doing it for a particular reason, for example if she hasn't got good breath, or if she's got a toothache, so it's not considered to be something which she's carrying, rather it's something which she needs, and it's in her mouth, so it's considered secondary and an extension of herself, then she can go out like that on Shabbos, as long as she doesn't place that thing inside of her mouth to begin with on Shabbos itself. And the reason for this is because if she just puts it into her mouth and then straight away goes into a public domain, it is not clear that she's doing it only for healing purposes, or for the sake of the smell of her breath. It looks like she just wants to carry them, and this is the way she's doing it. Only if you put it in your mouth well in advance, before Shabbos comes in, only then is it clear that you want it in your mouth anyway, and you didn't just put it there in order to transport it through Eirush Sarabim. And for the same reason, the Nofal, if the thing which was in her mouth fell out of her mouth, she cannot put it back into her mouth, because again, it won't be clear that it is there because of her bad breath, or because she has a toothache. Alright, now the last case of the Mishnah concerns Shente Seves, a fake tooth, or Vashen Zohov, a part of a tooth which has been filled in with gold. So Rebbe Mate, Rebbe permits one to go out with this, because it's considered uh, sort of jewellery, it's in order to make them look nice, and she won't come to take it out of her teeth, because then she looks very bad, so she won't take out her fake teeth in public. However, the Chachomim Oisrim, the Chachomim forbid it, because according to the Chachomim, we are concerned that she might take it off in public, because people might make fun of her, because it's not a regular thing to have gold teeth or fake teeth, and therefore people might make fun of her, and she might be led to take it out of her teeth, out of her mouth, and to carry it in public. And because of that, it's forbidden Medjabonon to even go there in the first place, to go into a public domain with fake teeth. Mishnevov, this is a continuation of the previous Mishnah. A woman can go out with a sela coin, a type of silver coin, tied to a wound of hers on her feet. This is one way which they would use to cure a wound on one's foot. The silver would help it heal. 
and since it's tied to our foot, it's really considered an extension of our foot, and it's for healing purposes, so it's not considered something that she's just carrying, and therefore she can go out with it on Shabbos. Next, Habonis Katanis Yotis Bechutin. Young girls can go out with little threads, Bafiru Bechismin, or even with little pieces of wood, a bit like toothpicks, Shabbos Nehen, in their ears. The custom in those days was for girls to get their ears pierced when they were very young, but they would usually not wear earrings for the first few years, but to prevent the holes from closing up again, the holes in their ears had to be filled, so it was either filled with nice pieces of thread, which is considered jewellery, or it was filled with pieces of wood, but since this is something which most young girls would wear, it's considered like part of their clothing, part of what they wore, not something which they're just carrying now, and therefore it can be worn in Erisha Sarabim. Alright, next case, Arviois, Jewish women who lived in a place called Arov, Yotzois Reulois, they can go out with their face covered by a veil, out of modesty they would go around with most of their face covered except for their eyes. So since that's a regular thing to do, that's considered a regular item of clothing. Umodios and the Jewish women who lived in Modai, Perufois, they can go out with a cloak which is buttoned up with a sort of button which was made out of a stone or a coin or some small object which they would sort of tie on their shoulder and then they would wrap around their cloak such that it was tied around this button so that way the cloak wouldn't fall off and since that became a regular way of wearing clothes one could go out like that on Shabbos just like you can wear any clothes and in fact the Mishnah says any person can do this even if they don't live in Modai or Arov even though it's not necessarily the regular way to dress in other places since it's considered a regular way in some places it is now considered a way of clothing and therefore any woman can go out like this and the only reason why the Mishnah specified those two places Rather, the Chachom just spoke about a common case because in Modai and Arov, that was a common way of dressing. But really, it's permitted to wear this anywhere because it is considered regular items of clothing.